0: You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 30, Miss Sydney Clare. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week, we have Vancouver Pole Babe, Miss Sydney Clare. On this episode, we talk about how Sydney has been able to find balance as a pole competitor, teacher, and performer, her journey from pole student to stripper, how her training as a visual artist contributes to her performances, and how important it is to enjoy the pole journey and support all of its diverse facets. Don't forget to check out Sydney's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com, where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, check out the Pole Parlor shop, which has just been stocked with brand new merch. So now, let's bring on Miss Sydney Clare.
1: I stand firm for a
0: Welcome, Miss Sydney Clare, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Hello. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
1: super excited to be here.
0: Oh, so excited to have you on, so we can just jump right on in. Okay. For how long have you been pole dancing, and and how did you first discover pole?
1: Well, I started pole dancing at the beginning of 2013, so about three and a half years ago, and I've first discovered pole my first pole class well this time around was at tantra fitness in vancouver although i remembered after the fact that i'd actually taken a couple random pole classes like 10 years ago um just like randomly at a gym and they were kind of a disaster so (laughs) didn't stick that time um but, yeah, this time around, I had just moved back to Vancouver from living uh, in London, England. And I had just stopped drinking and partying. So I had all this extra time and money and energy. And, yeah, I needed, like, a new hobby, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I, I went to see Cirque du Soleil. Um, and it just really, like, I saw these people upside down in the air. And I thought, I have to do this. How do I do this? And um, so I started researching circus Uh, Classes I I took a few circus classes here and there, and then I came across Pole at Tantra Fitness, like I said, and it just spoke to me right away. I was hooked from the very first class that I took. So, yeah, that was how I discovered Pole, and it's kind of it's become a huge part of my life. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens to all of us. You never think yes. you're going to, you just figure you're taking like this new class that you never heard of. And then we get addicted as we're, we're all very familiar yes. with that feeling. And yes. you went to, um, you discovered Tantra Fitness, um, who we have already interviewed the owner of Tantra Fitness, Tammy yes. Morris, who is like an old school, old school pole dancer and had some really good stories. So if you haven't checked that yeah. out yet, check out that, um, past episode with Tammy Morris,
1: um, Tammy is awesome. <laughs>
0: yes, she is. I know she's really fun yeah. to talk to. She's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's she's and Tantra awesome.
0: has you know a really great reputation. There's some great dancers that come mm-hmm. out of there. Um, so what um, you now teach there? You do. I do. Like online tutorials. Like you are all yes. all in now. So how yes. did that process
1: start for you to kind of go from student to teacher? Um, well, when I first started initially, my only goal basically was I want to be a competitive pole dancer. I used to be a competitive gymnast as a child. And, um, I did rhythmic gymnastics mostly. Um, I wasn't super good, but anyways, uh, it was part of my childhood. And, um, so I thought like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. And it's kind of funny. Like just, I listened to your last week's a podcast with kitty marie and she was saying how her mom calls these competitions adult dance recitals yeah. and that's basically it like every time i'm at a competition and they do the little before like the little meeting for the athletes i just i laugh like i cannot <laughs> not laugh because it's so hilarious like all these grown women in their co- like weird costumes like asking their anxious questions like it's hilarious anyways i digress um <laughs> So that was my goal, and I and at the time I had no job really. I was new to the city, so I didn't have any friends, and I yeah I and I have an addictive personality, which is why I don't drink anymore. So okay. this was like my replacement, basically.
0: Way healthier, and I, way healthier.
1: Than- <laughs> yes, yes. Although I mean, maybe I I kind of went a little bit unhealthy with the way I was approaching things because I kind of I was totally obsessed and you know i had a lot of injuries in that first year cuz i pushed myself beyond my abilities and but anyways it i i made it my focus to compete and i accomplished that goal after about a year and then at the big provincial competition I came second instead of first unacceptable Ah, I know (laughs) I was so anyways and I I think that the standings were correct actually like the girl that won totally should have won she's my friend and she's awesome um however because I had put that pressure on myself leading up to the competition. was, I was so anxious on the day. I was so anxious. I didn't enjoy myself on stage. I felt horrible afterwards because I thought, Oh, I can do better. And it just became this really negative experience because I totally did not have balance in my life at all. I was only thinking about how do I win? How do I make myself better? So immediately following that experience, I really became disillusioned with the whole pole dancing thing and was questioning why I was even doing it. And, um, it was during that time where I was approached by one of my instructors who suggested that I should be teaching exotic dance, um, which initially exotic dance was actually not Something that I was interested in when I started pole. Like I said, I was a gymnast. I was a circus artist. I didn't want to wear the heels. I was a little bit judgmental about um, the women that dance that way or whatever. I mean, I didn't even realize I was judgmental, but I I was looking back in retrospect, and yeah. yeah, and and I just thought, oh no, that's not something that I would ever do. You know, that's for other people and after I realized, you know, after a few months of pole dance or doing pole, that if I took the exotic dance class, then I would actually learn how to dance. I would learn how to string these moves together in a way that was pleasing for myself and for other people to watch. So that's how I got into it. And it ended up being a style that I really, really love and have really is my main focus. Everything I teach now is exotic dance or lap dance or a floor work. And, um, yeah, so Anywho, it Which was a uh, good
0: balance to yes. constantly, if you're doing
1: a lot of competitions and yes. Having- oh, it was completely therapy. Yeah. I, I can even look back at in my Instagram account, like to a couple years ago. Um, and I would post these videos from exotic dance class. And I would say like, this is my therapy before competition. And it really was, it, it's, you know, that's when pole started to become more of like a holistic thing and like, almost like a spiritual thing. And yeah, so that's I was approached by one of my instructors. Um, she encouraged me to teach, and that was my my really good friend Vanessa or Sonia Sloan, as you may know her on Instagram. Oh, she's yes. an amazing dancer, huge inspiration to myself and many other people at Tantra. She's been teaching there for like eight years, so she's the one that encouraged me to get into teaching. And once I, I started teaching others, my I completely fell in love with pole all over again. And I became motivated because I wanted to be better for my students as opposed to be better for a competition that doesn't mean anything, you know. And um, it just became a completely different thing for me. And I became much happier and I became a better dancer and pole dancer in a lot of ways. In some ways not, because when you teach a lot, it's, you know, you see all these people that don't teach and have all this time to learn all these new tricks and train all the time. And I'm like, Fuck, I gotta come up with this floor work routine. <laughs> you know. Shit, you know, so. But and for me, it really um, has been a huge benefit to my life. And, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of fell in love with Pullian. I
0: think that if you were just concentrating on competitions, you would go insane. So oh my I, God. Say that I think that it is probably helping you more than you know <laughs> to get you out Absolutely. of your head. Absolutely. To get you out Absolutely. of just thinking about yourself. So what? that's another way of
1: looking at it. Well, and, and when I – the competitions I've done since I've been teaching have been much more enjoyable, and because uh, I have a balance, and it's like I train when I can, but my first priority was, Am I prepared for this class? and that's it. And then you fit in the training when you can, and it's like, You know, I'm not gonna be trying to be like some Olympic level world champion pole dancer, like, I it's just not me, so. Mm. And my body can't handle that type of training anyway. So I, I'm happy with the, the balance I have now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you – and you're still doing the competitions. Um, how many competitions mm-hmm. have you done?
1: Uh, I've done nine or ten competitions, I want to okay. say, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I've still – I kept competing, mostly out of peer pressure, honestly. like. <laughs> A lot of this this is and this is kind of why like I, I'm on a hiatus from competing right now, I think. And a lot of that has to do with like I I only enjoy competing when I don't really like try that hard. And if I'm training and spending all this time worrying about my routine, I'd get really miserable. Like, this year, training for the BC Pole Fitness Championships, I threatened to quit every single time. <laughs> I'd be, like, training alone. This is the thing, too. I'd always be by myself because, I don't know, just, just how it worked out. And I'd be, like, doing trying to do a pull pass and then be texting my friends, like, I'm quitting. I hate this. pull dancing is the worst. I hate this. And they're like, no, no, you can't. So anyways, so in a lot of ways, it was, like, if if I'm if I'm making it too big of a focus, it becomes really negative for me. So, yeah. I anyways, but like, I do love performing.
0: Yeah, and you just did pole theater U.S. Yes, so you compete both yes. in Canada and the USA, and that has more of um probably a more performance requirement to it, where you yeah. you know as opposed to maybe the more um the more strict competitions that you mm-hmm. do in Canada like nationals and things like that. So can you tell yeah. us what was what was pole theater like? I love that's one of my favorite competitions, and they're it's, they're all around. They're in you know UK and Australia, yeah. and started by uh, Shimmy and Sparkle. So
1: mm-hmm. yes, that was awesome. Pole theater was really fun. I definitely was not as prepared maybe as I would have liked. Um, I had a plan for the routine I was going to do. I was going to do my, a version of the routine I competed at nationals this year, but make it sexy. Cause I was competing in the pole classic category, semi-pro. And I just was like, so sick of, I just couldn't do it. I was mm-hmm. sick of it. And I just couldn't bring myself to, to practice anymore. So I found a new song. I changed my theme last minute, like after the deadline, I'm emailing like, can I, I want to change my song. I want to change my theme. Anyways, they were very accommodating. Oh, good. Um, but it ended up that I didn't even do a run through my routine until the day of the competition. So I feel like if I even had like a little bit more time, it would have been a little bit more polished. But for me, I like, I had way more fun. I was way more excited training for it because I had a new theme and a new concept and I wasn't just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and trying to be perfect. So in the end it was probably the right choice for me, but you know, of course I'm so critical. So I watched the video and I'm like, Oh, maybe if I had practiced it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But you know what you have to, that's really good advice. I think is that you need to be creatively excited about something Yeah, your routine, if you're competing, otherwise you are not going to want to practicing. And if you find that, you don't want to practice it. Maybe it is because there's like that missing element that's turning Mm -hmm. you on. And that ultimately will turn the judges on, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but even we actually had, um, Kitty Maria was on two weeks ago. We had Crystal Belcher on last week and she had a similar story of how last minute at, um, PSO, she changed her entire routine. And she said, I knew I wasn't going to place or anything, but I loved training for it. And I felt like, you know, it was, it, it, no regrets doing it at all and that yeah. it was that same like oh, I just wasn't feeling that first one so
1: totally it's good to know that
0: you could do that
1: yeah I mean and I'm I'm good at freestyle and I can kind of throw things together last minute I guess but you know I, and it's funny because I think it all worked on the end too because that routine I did a snow white routine and so sexy snow white and it's that costume that I had made for the competition has now being given new life in my new life as an exotic dancer, so I'm like <laughs> stripperfying my pole competition outfit. So it was like when I got that job, I was like, "Oh, I already have a costume. I'm Snow White." So it all worked out in the end. Oh,
0: I love that. <laughs> yeah, I want to get. I want to talk about that in a little bit. So. Okay. So hold that thought, but um, okay. Yeah, so you, um, because another thing I wanted to touch on real quick is that you're also an artist. You're a visual artist. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And yes, do you think that affects your?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. And in a few different ways. So yeah, I'm a visual artist. I got a degree in fine art from Central Saint Martins College of Art and Design in London, England. And while I was there, I started as a painter and a photographer, and then I mostly moved into video art and film. Um, I've done some performance art as well. So this is like my my other life. I like to say I kind of have a little bit of a double life in a way. But it's I've been trying to kind of meld my two lives cool. together in a way that makes sense. So I'm since I started pole, I was like this has to be part of my art somehow. Um, how do I make it happen? And in, in terms of, like, I, I do believe that my pole dancing is another art form as well. Mm-hmm. And for sure, when in terms of, like, teaching my classes and putting a routine together, like, I'm very... I'm very all, my style is all about like angles and shapes on the pole and like things that a lot of people don't necessarily naturally think about is that's, that's really what I'm thinking about is like, how can I make this look visually appealing for the audience as opposed to, you know, it's like, I don't do a ton of strength stuff. It's mostly like pretty shapes and things like that. And even when, when I do floor work, I tell my students that a lot too, because you can do some move with your leg. And if you have the wrong angle, it's going to look really bad. But if you have the right angle, even if it's like a small adjustment by like a few inches with your leg or your body part, you can create this shape that's visually stunning. So I really try and bring that to all my routines. And it's a big part of my style. So in that way, it's really helped me. And as well as my background, uh, uh, I've done a lot of theater and music, and I'm also a singer. And done all these performing things that really speaks to my pole as well in fact i was singing last night at a i just joined this my friend's band i've started singing with they do like burlesque and oh, cool. 60s and 70s music so that's what i was doing last night and tonight i'm at my other stripping job but anyways oh, <laughs> and today i'm here with you so yeah that's so
0: funny. You should um, get in touch with Kitty Marie because she wants her next um, her next pole venture to include her singing on the pole too. So maybe you guys yes. can create a pole yes. dancing band where you guys are like singing. Oh my god, and dancing. it's
1: so funny. I've had this joke for a while that I want to invent musical theater pole, and like I had a dream about it one time that I was like I had a stress dream that I had to do my musical theater pole routine and I forgot the lyrics and I was like out of breath. And then actually, there was a girl at Pole Theater USA. Who did sing her during her whole routine? So, wow. anyways, it's been done. But anyways, well, <laughs> there's always a new way to do things.
0: Yes, there's always a way to reinterpret <sighs> yes. things or do
1: it on a different scale. So exactly. So, anyways, in that way, I, I for sure believe that my visual art background has helped me in terms of my pull. And uh, but another really exciting project that I'm working on right now is actually a film that I'm collaborating on with my friend, Lauren Marsden, who's a really great local Vancouver artist. And so like I was saying, I've been trying to figure out a way to combine the two, but I'm like, I am a pole dancer. I'm in the pole community. So I can't, I'm, I can only see it from a purist perspective. Yeah. So I was struggling. And I was like, it's okay. I'll just have this double life. It's fine. Um, but she approached me and she really wanted to collaborate on something. So basically we're making a sci-fi film that uses – it's in progress right now, and it's using pole dancing as an allegory for a near-future post-energy crisis world, okay? Okay,
0: wait, let me and- try to wrap my head around.
1: But- <laughs> <laughs> so, it down, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit what the fuck, right? Yeah. And, and she – Basically, like, and we're working on a series of new moves. So, I'm going to invent some hopefully, invent some new moves and some new sequences based off of um, kind of prompts that she's given me that are inspired by like an urban industrial landscape. And I have just thought that was so insanely interesting because she approached me. We weren't sure what we wanted to do. And we got together a few times. She asked me a million questions and she's like, just show me some moves. And she became really interested in the names of all these pole moves, which if you think about it are really weird. Cause yeah. the, like some of them are named after people. Some of them are based on like visually what they look like. Some of these pull moves, it's like a progression, like an evolution, mm-hmm. like say the broken bird is because it kind of looks like the broken. What's it? No, the bird of paradise. And like, there's all these moves that are kind of linked in that way and so yeah she came up with this idea of like would you be able to come up with stuff if I gave you the names of something and I was like yeah that sounds like fun and then oh,
0: that's so she's coming up with names and you have to interpret it wow
1: yes and then she and I think because of like the metal pole it kind of gave her these like post-industrial kind of kind of ideas that I would never really I would never think that because I'm I'm not an outsider, but she's coming at it from a new perspective. And so in this film, uh, it's just, I haven't read the script. She hasn't written it to- totally yet, but basically I'm playing, I'm playing like a robot flight attendant who discovers a bird of paradise flower on the, on the plane basically. And she, and it's the last one in the world and, and she escapes. And it's kind of the uses these, like, uh, these very, um, familiar trope of of like a robot or an, a cyborg going rogue and and breaking away from their programming and anyways Ooh. I don't want to say too much more about the plot I don't really has some I haven't read the script yet but this is all the things we've been talking about so I'm super excited about that and and potentially bringing pole dancing to a new audience outside of just pole dancers and and uh because you know A lot of these, you know, films that have been made about pole dancing so far, it's like some of them are great, but it's always like we're pole dancers. We're not strippers or, you know, whatever it is. It's kind of like and they're just kind of for other pole dancers. I don't know. I mean, this this to me is really exciting because it's kind of opening up new possibilities in terms of movement and in terms of how people can view pole dancing. So, yeah, super excited about that.
0: And it's integrating pull because I look at like old you know movies that have pole dancers and they're not really mm-hmm. doing anything you know like yeah um, I have no idea what movie it was but Jessica Biel was in a movie where she pole danced and I don't know the name of it I'm awful was it movies. okay
1: I don't know
0: <laughs> Google yeah it. they never do anything Google yeah it. but she was the first one that I remember being like oh my god she's like inverting you can tell she prepared for the role like she probably yeah. took some pole um, dance classes and uh, you know. She impressed me, but usually when you have nice. pole in, in a movie, it's like oh they're just walking around or whatever, nothing too impressive. So you'll be in a film and be actually showing off pole skills. Yes, you yes. know more than just so like doing some spins cool. or walking just in the background of a strip club or something.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that's it's really gonna bad. be it's gonna be cool. And my boyfriend's gonna be in it too. And uh, I don't know, I've I've post videos of him on my Instagram sometimes. Giles Reckless, if you haven't followed him or seen him doing his pole moves he's yeah. pretty amazing <laughs> yeah he's yeah. got his own style <laughs>
0: that's what's fun when people like get like their non-pole dancing boyfriends yeah. just to like you give this a try he he has yeah. he has good spirit I will say
1: he does Keeping it's it very very inspiring in the
0: relationship yeah yeah <laughs> even though like we had um uh Lauren um Luke Richon from Kiska, and yes. she said that people, she's had boyfriends start joining their girlfriends in class just to, like, hang out together more. So yeah. It's becoming a yeah. thing. love It's becoming a thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. And so um, that's a really cool project. Yeah. And you also hinted before that you are now, after doing, like, teaching and doing these competitions and being, like, really in the pole world in that way... Kind of doing a reverse now, doing stripping. <laughs> yeah, you know, so Yeah, a lot of strippers, <laughs> people start as strippers. Like a lot of the yes. people we've had in podcast started as strippers and then enter the pole dance community wanting to learn more. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. started out pole dancing, and this is what's funny. I didn't realize this. You said you didn't even want to wear the shoes. You weren't even no. into it. So no. But did you have that? You just. Um, didn't, did you have that type of confidence and that
1: type of sensuality coming or
0: did you learn and now you want to strip?
1: (laughs) I think, well, I'll answer the first part of that question first. Um, for me, I, I touched on this before, but yeah, I had all these judgments about, you know, the exotic dance side of things when secretly, like I, I always was fascinated by it, but I thought, I had these judgments basically against myself. And I think a lot of that was societal, that I was just ingrained in me. And a lot of that I, came from just my 20s and my years of drinking and doing drugs and partying the way that I did. And I ended up in a lot of situations. Basically, it was I never made the choice to engage in anything sexual. Like, it just happened. So I had this disconnect from my sexuality. And I had this intense judgment about against myself about, you know, the things I had done, or I just didn't realize that this was something that was healthy and natural and that I could be in control of and that I could express in a way that felt good. So I think a lot of it was coming from that. And like I said, a lot of it was just, you know, society tells women that weren't it's not okay to be sexy it's not okay to express yourself in that way that if, if women choose to do that they have daddy issues there's something wrong with them they're drug addicts they're this and that and so all that was kind of in my subconscious. And once again, as I got more involved in the poll community, I started to wonder why do I have these judgments? This is really weird. I don't think of myself as a judgmental or closed minded person. And that's when I kind of started to un- unpack all these things and, and sort of understand why I, I thought that I felt this way. And, um, and yeah, so that's when I, I, I started kind of realized these things and decided, realized that they were bullshit and that, it was totally okay to be sexy and it was a really great wonderful and healthy great thing and that's when I got more into exotic dance and I became curious about um actually being an exotic dancer just because I'm around a lot of people that do that for a living I just at Tantra we're a super open studio we're like we have many many different styles and words we are accepting of everybody and everyone's kind of cool with whatever you style you have whatever you want to do so I had this one friend in particular who would come to a lot of my classes and she was a burlesque performer who had become an exotic dancer and she was a singer and a musician and a really cool person and she I kind of started to ask her about it a little bit I was curious (laughs) I'm like so like and also, cause actually a lot of my students would always say, so when are, when are we going to get you stripping? When are you going to come work at the strip club? And I would always say, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, but it was kind of like in my subconscious. And so I, I kind of asked her about it and we had a few conversations and then, uh, the beginning of this year, she, my friend's name is Nikki nine doors. She's on Instagram as well. She's a really great, okay. awesome performer. I will put her link in the show notes. Ms. Nine Doors is her Instagram. Okay. Um, So she produced a show called Retro Strip Show, which um, I was lucky enough, have been lucky enough to be in two of those so far. And basically, this show was a kind of throwback or homage to the origins of strip tees, especially in Vancouver and and this part of the world where women would perform with a live band so she wanted to kind of pay homage to that and celebrate that style of exotic dance so we uh we have a live band so it's all music from the 60s and 70s all performed live on stage the band is with you and we do it in a strip club And so this was like, she asked me to be part of it because I had these conversations with her. She said, you know, are you still interested in stripping? And I was like, oh my God, I would love to be in this. And I was like, you know, by the way, I actually sing as well. And so she was, so I got to be in the band as well. So singing songs for the other girls as well as performing as one of the dancers. And it really like kind of blew my mind. I mean, I was spoiled because this night is, it's produced by women. It's the audience is mostly female. Everybody's so supportive. It's the best energy of any show I've ever been to. It's actually, it's sold out both times. It's, it's insane. So that kind of, I did the first one and I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. And, it was and then nude. I, it was, Oh yeah. Full nude. So okay. uh, we don't have the same rules here as you guys have. So yeah, it was, you know, you start with a full costume and then you end up totally nude. So mm-hmm. And I had done, like, a couple amateur nights before that. You know, I was dipping my toe in the water, you know. And uh, so I did this show. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best night of my life. And then I went back right away to competition training. And I was like, oh, kill me. This is so horrible. I hate this. Like, I was so miserable training for competitions. I just – (laughs) whereas, like, with this stripping thing, I was like, I can – I get to control my costume. I can pick my music. I get – paid. I get to make eye contact with people. Like that was the thing that I really didn't realize like about stripping is the audience is right there and you're making eye contact. You're making them happy right in the moment. Like it is, if on a good night, it's an exchange of love and happiness and joy, which is something I never, like we're told in society that being a stripper is sad and the people that go to strip clubs are gross and the whole thing is negative when it Really doesn't have to be that way, and I in so far in my experiences it hasn't been. But I, like I said, I've been really spoiled, and I've yeah. only worked these like amazing nights. But anyways, so that was a huge eye opener for me, and you know, so I did that, and then I did three competitions. Since then. I did the BC Pool Fitness Championships, I did nationals, I did pool theater, and you know, they all had their their good points and everything, and um, but. All through that, like, I couldn't stop thinking about what I was going to do for the next retro strip show, what my songs are going to be. And, like, that was really what I was excited about. And, um, yeah, so I kind of tried to get this job at a certain club in Vancouver called the Granville Strip, which is where I've been hired. And... Um, at first they wouldn't let me audition they were being kind of weird about it and blah, la la. But I'm really lucky that I had so many friends that work there and were just saying, you should let her work there. You should let her audition. She's great. I believe in her. She's awesome. My friend Nikki, who I noticed, who I mentioned works there too. And basically like I joke, she's like my manager. She pretty much got me the job. So she just <laughs> told them I was awesome. And then uh, they needed dancers and then they let me audition they hired me on the spot. So I've been working there for a few weeks and so far, so good. Although I did really hurt myself on stage. So. What
0: would
1: you do? What happened? <gasps> I, such a rookie mistake. I was uh, just, I was late-ish, late-ish. I was rushing. I didn't have time to stretch. And then I thought like, I'll just warm up on stage. And then I did a drop split off the pole and Girl. like, uh, and just could feel like go. And then I had two more shows after that. So I just like kept going. I can't be held responsible. For what happens when the stripper persona takes yeah. over, you know? <laughs> So uh, that was, yeah, it was, um, I'm, I'm oh, currently unable to do the splits, which for me is really terrifying. Cause like my whole act is like splits on the pole, splits yeah. on the floor, splits, drop splits, splits over here, splits over there. And I'm like, like, uh. I have to go in and work tonight. So I'm like, I wonder what I'm going to do on stage. Huh? This will be interesting. But, Even yeah. if
0: you are stripping, you have to stretch.
1: Yes, and it's so stretching. funny because I, I am, like, so careful with my body normally, and I always warm up for, like, an hour, and I would never touch a pole without stretching. I take so many rest days. I'm always so scared to be injured, and I just, like, was like, whatever, I'll be fine, and then... Oh. Anyways. Oh. Yes. Always stretch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, can you tell us about there the the strip clubs as you mentioned in Canada and in, in Vancouver are a bit different than yes. in the U.S. And can you tell us a little bit other than the fact that they're all nude? Um, mm-hmm. Is what what is it? Um, are you um, rotating? Are you you know one song going on
1: and off? Are you oh, doing one like song? No, well? no, no, no. 18 minutes a set
0: so so each girl (laughs) let me get this right each girl so it's on the stage yeah
1: so Uh, there's one girl on
0: the stage at a time uh or multiple stages Mm -hmm.
1: well the the club where I work there's one main stage we have a 23 foot pole which is awesome so you can like climb way the hell up and then they also have like some side poles that are just on little platforms so like during when no one's on stage like some other girls could do stuff on the side poles and try and get tips that way but you do at least three sets a night and it's 18 minutes a set so that's like four that's or five exhausting. songs yes yes good lord so you gotta like take your time and you know don't don't go too crazy right off the bat so oh my god yeah it's it's a lot of Endurance. energy Yes, so that's the stage shows, and you get paid per stage show plus you get tips. So you get lucky, a base if you're salary lucky. and tips. Yeah, okay. So I get a paycheck. It's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, my stripping paycheck. It's great. And then you also so that's if you do stage, and then there's also VIP dances. So as a stage girl, I don't have to do those. Which let me tell you, I am not good at hustling at all. Like <laughs> at all. I'm the most awkward person. I, I first went to work there just as to do VIP dances. Cause they wouldn't let me do stage at first. And it's just like, Oh my God, I'm so awkward. I would just be like, hi, hi, it's my first time. Uh, they were like, you get away from me. I'm like awkwardly standing in the corner, just like not talking to anyone. I made like $30. It was pathetic. So
0: what do you yeah. have to do? What are VIP dances? Are so, these like lap
1: dances or are these like private yes, dances? Okay. These are like at at the club where I work it's no contact so basically if you do private dance with someone they you take the person into this back into like a little like area that has a curtain and then there's they have cameras so there's a a girl that's watching to make sure they don't touch you and you just dance for three minutes you take off all your clothes you basically get naked with the person but they can't touch you okay and you get paid if you're a stage girl you get like 50 bucks dance if you're not a stager you get 40 and yeah so you can work in a strip club and just do that so you don't do stage you just come into work and you just hustle all night long trying to sell dances and i have friends that do that and are really good at it and i am not one of those people so i was like oh let me do stage please like i thought like oh i'll go in and i'll do vip dances just to kind of get my foot in the door but like it's that's not going to work out for me. It's, it is. It's scary. And it's scary too if you're sober. Cause like, I can't have a glass of wine to like loosen me yeah. up yeah, or pretend like I'm interested. Shot. Yeah. No, you I'm to just like, ah, have <laughs> to stay till 3am. Like if you're a stage girl, you, you don't have to do that. You can leave after your last show. And okay. I could make a lot more money if I tried to sell dances. But honestly, it takes me like an hour to stop sweating after my show. And then I just have to like yeah, lie there. minutes. Yeah, I'm like, ah, and then, like, maybe I'll go on the floor for, like, 10 minutes, and then I have to go get ready for my next show, so. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool, because girls with pole
0: backgrounds like yourselves can still go work, perform, get paid to just mm-hmm. dance on stage if that's what you're looking for, but then also yes. people have no interest in the pole and just want to hustle strip club style. Also exactly. have an option. So it sounds like you found
1: a good place. A place I that did. Suits you. It really does, and – another like a, so like I said I work with all my friends and um it's like it's weird because it's not this particular club you you can't work at any other clubs in Vancouver if you work there for uh, some reason I'm not totally sure why but basically like they uh, have all the girls bring their
0: clients to other clubs yeah and basically have, yeah they want people to always go there to see you
1: yeah, basically. So, they have a lot of like yoga instructors and people this is like crazy. they they have yeah. like yeah, like it's it's not your stereotypical strip club like okay. and and the thing I realized too even Because, yeah, A, it's great to make money, finally, after spending (laughs) so much money competing. Like, after pole theater, it was really great, but I spent thousands of dollars, basically. Like, when it comes to flight, accommodation, I rented a car, I got a costume. I was like, cool. Like, why again? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Um, And it was a fun experience. I don't regret doing it, but it definitely was, you You, know, and like I yeah, I did it. And I was kind of like, you know, I'd like to actually make some money at this. Um, so that's one great thing. But the other thing too, is, um, you know, even with pole theater with no, like not as many rules, there's still rules. There's no rules in a strip club. Like, and they want you to go bigger with your costume, especially where I work. They want like, you know, like I, they want bigger costumes. There's like more stuff you can take off you. It's a long like I said, a long set so you can do more things. Yeah. And you, and I could like, you know, do the similar thing every night and kind of hone my, uh, a few different acts. And it just, I realized like, this is, I can get more creative with my pole doing this than even some competitions. Cause when you're doing competitions, you just practice one thing. And I never really thought of it like that. And it's like, like I said, we have this big giant pole. I can do my pole tricks and, and, like, have a stage to perform on because I really... That's what I love, and it's not always worth it to just train for months for four minutes on stage, huh. even if you win, you know? Yeah. Like... E- <laughs> so that, to me, was, like... Yeah, that that's was, like, a really interesting thing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you start clothed and then so you start with a costume yes. and you strip down. and So it is, like, a burlesque stripper strip club type combo as opposed Um, to you know a lot of the clubs like you just come out naked especially in the United States there's not
1: I know yeah (laughs) there's that's really interesting because like I I love going to Portland because of all the strip clubs they have there and but a lot of those places the girls are just naked or they like maybe have like a tiny bikini on and that's it and that's great for pole and stuff but I mean I'm like and this is the thing I need to work on the most: is figuring out how to take off clothes. Because like, there's so many times where I'll like, I'll just like take off everything, and I'm like, "Fuck, I have like 15 minutes left!" Like, <laughs> oh my you, god. Or like,
0: or like I'll get. Teams.
1: Yes, exactly. Or I'll get stuck. Like I was got like stuck in my costume where I like stepped on my skirt and like ripped <laughs> it off by accident. I just laugh when that happens. And like, well, that's that's what, just fun too. Like you can just be yourself. They like didn't I deduct I, points. I, I don't think. I no, think. I'm not getting <laughs> points deducted. I still got tips and. Yeah you know, and you can like, just talk to, I like talking to people. I like when strippers talk to you. I'm like, hi, how's it going? You know, <laughs> give me some money. It's <laughs> a unique experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. So I'm, I'm loving it so far. Like, I can tell yeah. like, the way
0: you talk about, I can tell it's what you're into right now, because when yes. you talk about that versus, you know, talking about competing, whatever you could just tell that it's really like soul fulfilling for you.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and I think too, like, I think it's just really interesting to be doing this thing that like people have had such judgments against for so many years and that society still totally looks down upon. And my experience of it has been the complete opposite of that. I've met so many amazing women and like I, it's such an empowering and amazing thing to do. I for myself that like I'm just interested in just exploring that and seeing how far I can go with it I'm not saying like I definitely you know I'm not saying I want to do it forever like Mm -hmm. maybe in a year I won't want to do it anymore whatever but just like I don't know I think it's all it's kind of important to for me to explore this and to be like part of this group of women that are doing this like brave thing because it is brave to get on stage and like get naked not everyone wants to do it and I mean, it is very liberating and fun to, so, like, I recommend you try as everyone, I recommend everyone does it, but. Go go get a stripper job. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And obviously so, you're, you can't speak for other people. It's not, you know, no. your experience is it, is it everyone's, but it is cool to know that there are so many different venues. Like I was talking to Amory Davies just last week mm-hmm. about this and she, you know, she works at Jumbos, which is like, more yeah, like a bikini dancing bar, um, In Los Angeles and but she did she I've been there I love jumbos yeah she was um she was a Spearmint Rhino winner and did tours so um around all those strip clubs what sorry what's Spearmint Rhino is (laughs) a um I should I'm gonna have someone come on and talk about this but it's like a chain of strip clubs Um, oh okay Weird. Yeah, and yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like the TGI Fridays, of Strip Clubs, but no, That's but they have um, they crown someone every year to, and then they pay for them to tour around and oh, they, cool. they go and they tour around all the different Spirit Rhino Strip Clubs around the country, but she um won that one year and she has a very similar experience to you where she completely loved it and didn't see any downfalls, but then you talk to some people who are maybe in shadier strip club situations and it's not so empowering. So, you know, it's good to have the conversation. I think it's good to have the conversation about both for sure. And especially, exactly. You know, as pool dancers, some people just are interested in our history. And so it's cool to know what do you, what does your boyfriend think? What do your family think?
1: Um, well my boyfriend's been really supportive he's I also think he's like jealous he probably wants to do it himself but (laughs) he's been really awesome and like I remember my first night working at the club he sent me this text that was just like I'm so proud of you it's so brave what you're doing It takes so much courage and like congratulations and all this stuff so he's been really good I mean he's not as stoked about doing VIP dances like when I went in to do that he was a little bit like what are you doing with your life you know what I mean yeah. but um, yeah. I mean I, like I said I at first I was worried about that but I, I just you know like this is what I wanted to do and I have a really accepting and supportive partner so I think he's any sort of reservations that he had he's really worked through it and yeah. he kind of you know it's like with anything like but he, he was open to it so it worked out so, yeah, and he's
0: Ooh.
1: really supportive. He's driving me there tonight and Aww. dropping me off. He's like, I'd be honored. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a stripper? Dude? Yeah, I do. You don't um, have to share it if it's private. I can. I can. Yeah. Well, right now it's Jasmine <sighs> or Jasmine Jade, oh. if I want to have a last name. So that was funny, too, because I thought, like, I'll just be Miss Sydney Claire. This is, like, my pole dancing name. So I'll just be Miss Sydney Claire. It's, like, my Instagram name. And then I just got, like, you know, uh, I might want a secret identity. And now it's like, when they say like my name, Jasmine, before I go on stage, it's like super hot. And then it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm Jasmine. Like I'm not Sydney. I'm this other person. And then, and then it kind of, I can let go a little bit more. Like yeah. I can like really go there with people, you know, I can like make eye contact or whatever, and like talk to people and not feel like, what are you doing, Sydney? Like Cause Sydney's like awkward and weird and like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But Jasmine is like, she's, she's like a sex goddess. So yeah,
0: it's kind of fun. I think yeah. even people, you know, obviously Crimson Minx is not what my parents named me. That would be yeah. really weird. Uh, but I love having a pole name. And, I, like, you think about it, like, Derby, Derby Girls, they have stage names. Yeah. And that's because they're, like, totally. like they're, like, Wrecking Ball or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. their, their names are, it's very suiting. Like, we're going to go out there and we're going to, like, crush these people. Or, like, yeah. you know, these burlesque <laughs> people have their own names and they are all, like, evocative. And so you can yeah. kind of, like, f- strip maybe your corporate job self and come yeah. into this new persona. So I think stage exactly. names are rad. I'm it's super fun.
1: One. Yes. And uh, it's funny what, about like the rest of my family, like how do they think about this? Because I, I had an kind of a conversation with my mom last night. I haven't officially like told my family that I work in a strip club. They know that I've, for the most part, know that I've done retro strip show okay. a couple times and like I don't hide it. And my mom has been at both retro strip shows. She's, like, super supportive. The first one, I think she was a little bit, like, shocked. Of course. Um, But the second one, she was very, like, she was, I think she could enjoy it a little bit more. Like, the shock of seeing me strip was gone, and she really could appreciate it. So that was cool. But, like, last night, so she was at, she came to the gig I was out singing at, and I had all these amazing pictures from retro strip show that are, like, amazing. I'm going to be posting them. as like, as the weeks go on. But, um, so I was showing her these pictures and she's like, Oh wow, you're so sexy, Sid. And I was like, yeah, I love being a stripper. And she goes, you're not a stripper. (laughs) Don't say that. You are not a stripper. You are a dancer. You're an artist. You're a singer. And I was just kind of like, let her have this like moment where I'm like, she's supportive, but there's something about like society has not yet gotten to the place where they can see that being a stripper is, creative and athletic and it's like a beautiful profession or it can be and it should be it doesn't have to be demonized so even though she's seen me strip she can't yet say like I'm that I'm a stripper whereas I feel like eventually I'll just tell her and she'll totally be fine with it because she's supportive but it was just interesting that I'm like wow you saw me strip but I'm not a stripper okay whatever whatever you need to say
0: (laughs) yeah I have no idea I would handle that so um that's really interesting
1: yeah. But I mean, I don't feel like I have to lie about it. I, But uh, yeah. So I told my little sister, but she was like, oh, as long as you're safe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh. My bank account's safe. Now yeah. that I get paid instead of paying people to let me get on stage. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you found your thing and that makes me feel yeah. happy
1: yeah <laughs> but I still like I still I, I still love teaching as well so I'm yeah. really happy that I have the ability to um still work at the club and then also have my life teaching as well which is yeah. another great thing about the place where I work so
0: yeah. yeah that's I've heard there are studios that are like so anti-shipper which is absurd so considering weird. it's what allowed you to even be a studio in the first place like exactly. But, you know, we're opening minds here, and yes, you know, that's why we try exactly. to have all different people on the show that come from all different perspectives to show how really diverse Poll is and how mm-hmm. many different places you can take it.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Cool. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Going into the second, since you listen to the podcast, you know we have our yes. questions that yes. we ask everyone. Yes. So let's dive into that. Okay. Who, I have notes. You, okay, okay. I'm glad you prepared. I was like, okay. I know what she's going to wow. ask, and you know, the first question is, who is your pole mm-hmm. crush? Okay.
1: So I have a, a, a few for different reasons. Sure. First, I need, and the I need to say my original pole crush is Phoenix Casari. Mm-hmm who is not known for exotic style, but I, she was one of the first dancers. I saw a video of her and I was like, Whoa, what is this? Who is this woman? And she totally blew me away. And then I, I, she actually taught me how to climb a pole. And this is a funny story because, and she has told the story too, but basically she taught a workshop and it said all levels and I had only been pulling for like a few weeks and I couldn't climb or I couldn't invert or anything. So I took this workshop and she's like, okay, so everybody can invert and Superman and inside leg, outside leg. I was like, I, I can't, no, I can't do any of those things. And she was like shocked and then like quickly like told, showed me how to climb a pole and then like kind of tried to help me with like some of these moves and inversions and stuff. And It was like a choreography class, but it was hard. And anyways, I didn't realize, but I I got through it and it was super fun. And she, I actually did a private with her like two years later and said like, I don't know if you remember me, but like I took this workshop and I couldn't climb the pole and she was like oh my god that was you I <laughs> talk about that in every workshop because now I always ask people you know you think you may think this is crazy but I'm gonna ask you can you climb the pole because one time there's this girl and she couldn't do it and I was like you said yep, open that was me. level you said open level you yeah know, I was like, that, that
0: exactly
1: <laughs> so anyway she was one of my original crushes and of course like Alethea Austin who a lot of people said I love her I just love the way she moves and how smooth she is um, I really have been loving Amy Hazel lately with all the mm-hmm. shapes that she makes I love that like that style spin pole shapes on spin pole. I'm all about that yeah. um, I really do you know who Lindsay Dement is yes from uh, I love her Texas. I like I think so. I love her. Like I want to like be her friend. So Lindsay, if you're listening, what's up? Let's be I don't know, friends. I know she listens, um, but if I ever meet her, I'll tell her to check out. Her I, I added her on Facebook and was just like, "You rock! I love you." Anyways, I love her. Like I wanna super say fun she's, style. She's from
0: Texas.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Maybe
0: Austin. Maybe yes. we'll become best friends and then we'll.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, you're moving soon. Yep, That's gonna there. be awesome. Yes. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, she is actually a really good dancer and no one's ever brought her up and I don't know how yeah. she is in the community, but, um, she, she's really unique.
1: She's super unique and she did this freestyle, I think it was at the Bringing Sexy Back showcase last year, so 2015, and she did, like, a, a it was to Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna and it just was just, like, so good, I just love this video and maybe I'll send you the link you can post it. I'll it's, put like, it
0: in the
1: show notes. Yeah, i yeah, so that... Like just kind of made me fall in love with her. I was like, she's just so fun, and I just like I love those dancers that like bring that fun energy to pole. And she's sexy, but it's not. Sometimes the sexy it gets a little too serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still have to have and fun. yeah. And so I really I really dig her style. And of course Olga Koda and all yeah. the Russians are amazing right yeah. now. It's yeah. funny though because like a lot of like I'm inspired by them to. For the stuff that I teach in class but mm-hmm. like I would like never do that stuff on stage stripping like I gotta save my energy that stuff is hard yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit slower save and then use my the energy on the pole you have
0: any power yes left, you do one exactly
1: exactly yeah. and okay I know I have a lot of crushes but okay yeah. I would have to mention Magnus Lobby do you know this dancer? Okay. No. He's in terms this of guys. Cool. I love
0: this question because I feel like yes. we all are learning so many more people that it's just impossible to keep up with everyone. So tell us about him.
1: He is Danish. So I'm half Danish. So like right away, like I love him, but he, I've seen him compete a couple times. He competed at pole classic last year. And then this year at pole theater, he was my favorite performance he didn't win but he was in the polar category and he did a silent routine um, I, there was a little bit of music at the end but the first like two minutes of her, his routine at least was complete silence oh, wow. and it was just so, like oh his God. breath and yeah it just was so stunning and the way he moves on static pole like this is something I am not that I'm not a big static pole person like I'm all about spin and he, the way he rotates on static pole is like oh. amazing to me. And I just, he's like, saw this beautiful, like happy face. And like, anyways, since I saw that yeah. performance, I'm like, Oh my God, I love him. So definitely you should check him out. Okay. Um, and then I gotta like mention some of my amazing stripper ladies that have been inspiring okay. me lately. Shout like there's out. a couple. So I got a shout out my friend, Jackie Brown. Okay. She is like she brings so much joy and energy to the stage and this happy smile. And like that energy, like I first saw her dance and I was like, she's just so happy. Like you cannot, it's impossible to not be happy when you watch her dance. And it's, she's not doing the hardest, craziest things. And she's, you know, she's actually been taking some private lessons with me to like learn pole tricks and stuff, but like her energy and her flow and just like, she doesn't even do that much on stage. It's just like this joy that she brings. And, um, so I've just been really loving that. And uh, Sachi Onyx Keller is another amazing dancer from Canada. I was like – she does these crazy – like she'll start out her set like dressed as a giant banana or something. And then like <laughs> super strong – like really. Or like she she'll be a sumo wrestler – She'll be like, she does this crazy wild stuff. And then by the end, she's got like the fire out and like, all like oh, it's wow. crazy. Canada, we get crazy up here with exotic dance. Like that it gets sounds, a little intense. After,
0: okay. After I yeah. take
1: my trip to Portland,
0: and there's all the ship clubs there. Then I'm going to Vancouver and I want to see all the yes. clubs out there. Yeah. That I got to learn so fire.
1: Yeah. I got to learn some fire stuff. That's the next thing. I'm like, Whoa. I just want to get wild. I want to get Please. crazy up there. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, those are – I mean, there's just so many dancers. Yeah. Like, I could go on forever. That's I mean, a great
0: collection. It seems like you respond yeah. to
1: people's energy, which yes. is really – which is, like, very
0: interesting Exactly. I find that a lot. So.
1: Yeah, I mean
0: – Good for people to look up.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm more – because, I mean, tricks are tricks. I'm, like – anyone can kind of do a trick. Like, if you train hard enough, you well. can do it. I mean, not everybody, <laughs> but it's, like, there's – I, I'm more interested in the intention behind things, and it's like the art. Ar- yeah, basically, that's kind of my my thing. So, yeah,
0: gotcha. Those
1: are my pole crushes. Yeah,
0: they're all good ones. Um, And so, how would
1: you see like to see the pole community evolve over the
0: next five years?
1: Okay, so I yeah, I would like to see, and a lot of people have said this, like more more unity, but in the sense that. I want all the different styles of pole to support each other. And whether you're a stripper or you're like in the Olympics, like they're both valid. I, I would love for pole to be in the Olympics even though that's not me. Like that's the I love gymnastics, I'm obsessed with gymnastics. I I would love that. But I also it doesn't mean that being a stripper is any less important. I think that they should both be valued and that we should just support everyone's pole journey, no matter what it looks like. And that's like the main thing. Um, what else did I write? I took notes. Yeah. And, and as soon as we can start supporting each other and supporting our fellow women and men, the pole dance, then society will start to accept us. Cause right now we're kind of at this moment where there's a lot of feuding and the like, you know, I mean, everyone talks about this a lot and it's been talked about on your podcast, but the only way that we're going to gain traction in mainstream society and become a legitimate sport and art form is if we can support each other and acknowledge that this started in a strip club and that's okay. And yes, there's Chinese pole and yes, there's this other stuff, but it like, it doesn't, we need to support each other in all those different styles. So that's what I hope for. And then maybe once that happens, then there'll be more performance opportunities and people can make more of a living doing this. Yes. And so people that don't want to be a stripper could also, you
0: yeah. know, make money.
1: And like, or I've heard, I've heard your past guests talk about the X games and stuff like yeah. that. Like that would be, I, I think that about would be that. amazing. Like, yeah,
0: someone brought that up. I was like, yes,
1: that makes so much sense. Like, it does. It well, my boyfriend's, sport. my boyfriend's a skateboarder and he like cannot understand how we don't get money for competing. Because even in really small skateboarding competitions, there's prize money. Even if it's not a big deal, like, there's sponsors, there's all this stuff, and it's like, I really feel like pole could be there, but, I mean, the only problem is it's way more expensive to pole dance than it is to skateboard. Skateboarding is, you get a board, and you just go out there, you know? So, anyways, we'll Well, see. Well, maybe, and
0: you know, because kids are younger when they start skateboarding, like, you know, but maybe if people, you know, this whole kids in pole thing, well maybe yeah. kids start polling early, then they'll be so freaking good that, you know, I know that
1: scares me a little bit. I'm like, Oh, they're going to be so good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you, you went to, did you watch the poll classic competition at Pole expo this year? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I went to Pole expo last year and I watched that and I was like, so inspired. And then I just like hated myself. I was like, <laughs> I will never be that I was just like, wow, okay, I feel like a big nobody right now. But anyways, oh, well
0: that doesn't matter. You are no, I mess. know. Yes. But no, you're. But yeah, right. those kids. These, and these are actually, and if you think about the people who are exceptional in poll today. A lot of them didn't start till, you know, their late 20s. And mm-hmm. it's mad if
1: you started yeah. when
0: you were 5 or 6, like
1: Exactly. What are you like it? N- Natasha Wong yeah. is another one of my huge inspirations. I forgot to mention her in my poll crushes, but she's definitely It was like Phoenix and Natasha were the first two like that I was really into. And part of that was because she didn't start till she was 29, which yeah. is how old I was when I started. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, can't be done. So, yeah. <laughs> she's she's amazing yeah
0: yeah so and i like that answer it can be said ad nauseum that's fine but everyone says mm-hmm. it in a different way too so i completely agree yeah. with with all of your thoughts on that um and so do you have anything coming up that you want to share with our audience we're going to share your social media now yep. we know that if someone's in vancouver they can come see you um, yes the grumble strip okay. the
1: grumble strip it's called um you have a tutorial have, up on yes Twitter. oh yes yeah. This is what I want to talk about. So glad that you reminded me. So um I want to talk about Tantra tutorials. So mm. this is uh basically Tantra Fitness has a subscription to to uh like a tutorial website basically. And it is I I know I'm biased, but it's the best tutorials I've seen in turn like there's over 400. We have oh, wow. a lot of it, yeah, a lot and we're adding them all the time. We have a lot of Tantra Instructors, but we also have huge pole stars like Natasha Wong, like Phoenix Cousary, Steven Retschlis, Yukari, um, Josiah Badass. Uh, We have, um, um, who else do we have? I don't know. Many. (laughs) There's lots. (laughs) Tara Tara Meyer, she's a Canadian champion. Basically, every time we get a big pole star coming to Vancouver, we make them do a tutorial. So we have lots of those. And in terms of just like breaking stuff down, um, our instructors are really well-trained and really like we're all, we all have our fitness theory. A lot of us are personal trainers, not myself, but a lot of us have an extensive knowledge of the body of muscle engagement. And we talk about that. So I find in a lot of,
0: that's what Tammy started as like that. Oh yeah,
1: Tammy, that's what makes Tantra so awesome. I think is because she, uh, because we're trained so well in the body, in muscle engagement, all that stuff, because that's how you get good at stuff. And I see so many tutorials that are just like, Oh, invert hook the leg. Yay. And they don't explain actually how to do it or how to, how to, and it's like, that's fine. If you're already a professional athlete that understands that stuff, but if you're coming just off the street and you need to know that. So our tutorials are awesome for that. We have pole tricks. We have exotic dance. We have full routines. We have yeah, stretch, wow. um, like a stretch class. We have cardio classes. We ha- Like it's, there's so many. So um, I'm on there. You can see uh, I've got some pole tricks, got some floor. I, I have uh, some of my signature moves, like the worm in heels that I like to do all the time. <laughs> it's like my, oh, side note about the worm. Like that yeah, used to be Sydney
0: so. the worm into her uh, pole Basically, yes,
1: I've like done it now. She's drunk at a
0: wedding. I love it.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> that used to be literally me drunk everywhere doing the worm. Before I did pole, I would just get drunk and I would do the worm and I'd make everybody watch me. And then like, I do it. I get, I get drunker through the night. And then like, I'd start like hitting my chin on the ground or I'd be like all cut up and people don't even care anymore. Anyways, when I started pole, like my older sister was like, yeah, of course. Cause it's just the worm, but you're on a pole. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, and all my favorite moves are, like, body waves yeah. and body rolls. I'm like, it is. I just do the worm everywhere <laughs> I go. So you can learn to do the worm cool. with me in Tantra Tutorials. So if you go to tantratutorials.com, you can sign up. We have a subscription. You can either pay monthly or yearly. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I love it. I, I even pay for a subscription. I don't even get it free. but like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's that good.
1: Yeah, it that's is good. Especially good if, is. if you can't get to a class or – um you know, it's really uh, it can be really helpful. So I love them. So definitely check that out. And um, yeah, if you're in Vancouver and you want to take some pole classes, come to Tantra. You can take some classes with me. Or if you want to throw money at me, you can come watch me dance at the Gramble Strip. Yeah. So, but in terms of that, like, um, I'm not. I'm t- like I said, I'm taking a little hiatus from compete- competing. So we'll see. I'll. I'm sure I'll get back to it eventually. I really I'm like competitive. Yeah. I, I, I think I
0: will. Ran. You've only also yes. been dancing for like, you know, only, three and a half even, years. Yeah. And
1: like, you know, so I feel like you are you have a, a long journey ahead of you. I feel, so, I feel like I have too. I've just been taking a little break from the competition world. Okay. I would love to do like Dance Filthy. I would love to do that or Pole Theater. But actually, there's now an exotic dance category at the Canadian Pole Fitness Championship. So I'm... Wow thinking of doing that but it's almost like oh if they tell me I have to cover my gluteal fold like I can't even deal <laughs> I can't deal with it it's like we need to just like make that not a thing you need the gluteal fold to stick to the pole for certain moves like that's frustrating yeah
0: I don't compete so I don't that I'm not affected by that rule. I always have yeah. my, my gluteal fold out at the studio. So why I never thought about that?
1: I yeah. love my gluteal fold. It's amazing. <laughs> I should name it.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, like, you, yeah. like you have a stage name, you should also have a gluteal fold name. Yes, that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I may be teaching some workshops later. I'm, I don't have anything super lined up right now that I can tell you about. But yeah, just you follow me on social media at miss underscore sydney underscore claire then I usually post about whatever I'm up to. So you can, and I post lots of sexy movement. So
0: yeah. Cool. Okay. So before I let you go, are you able to leave us with an empowering message or quote or anecdote? Something to sign off with?
1: Yes. I would like to leave you with a quote. Okay. From, from Naomi Wolf, who is a feminist writer. Mm -hmm. Um, so the quote is for, I conclude that, whoops, Oh, yes. For the, Restart. Okay. <laughs> the quote is, For I conclude that the enemy is not lipstick, but guilt itself. That we deserve lipstick if we want it. And free speech. We deserve to be sexual and serious. Or whatever we please. We are entitled to wear cowboy boots to our own revolution. Or pleasers, in this case. <laughs> so, Yay. basically, yeah. I just wanted to... I mean, I talked a bit about this, these kind of things, but... That, like, it's basically, it's okay to be sexy if you want to, and it doesn't mean by being, expressing yourself in a sexual way doesn't make you any less intelligent or any less serious or any, it doesn't detract from the other areas of your life. Exactly, exactly. So I really, um, I really just want and hope that everyone in the poll community can maybe like hear a quote like that and maybe rethink some of their judgments and society in general and i have to say i have to thank uh my friend sonia sloan for that quote she she clued me into that that particular quote gotta give credit where credit's due but it just really Mm -hmm. spoke to me and also like if you don't want to be exotic dance like that's cool too because like it goes both ways you know a lot of um you know, like maybe a lot of strippers or exotic dancers are kind of hating on the pole world. And there really is room for both. And especially as someone who like, I've run the gamut of like all that stuff. Like I was against exotic dance and now I'm a stripper and like I competed and I have done all these different things and I teach and all that stuff. And it's just made me realize that they're all valid points of view. And I really just, that's like my dream for the world and pole dancing in general. So,
0: yeah. The whole community is a microcosm for the entire world. Like, exactly. we just respect each other and honor each other for, you know, making whatever decision it is that we want to do. So, yeah, exactly. I love yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Sydney, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. It was so fun talking with you. That weekend. was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks for asking me. Of course. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor Podcast. Want more? Visit PollParlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other Poloholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.